from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, this month councillors faced a daunting number of lists in just one committee and there's more to come. A new rural roads policy likely to be adopted and from last month, why were councillors presented with a report which detailed the organisational structure of Ipswich City Council? It's Sunday, October 11, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. Is Ipswich City Council about to undergo more upheaval with a restructure of the current five departments? Councillors have the ability to influence this structure going forward. A report was presented to last month's Governance and Transparency Committee. Mayor Theresa Harding put the obvious question to Corporate Services Manager Sonia Cooper. My question is, thank you much for the report, my question is why is this coming to um, Council? Thank you Mayor. So um, we thought it was prudent to bring this to Council. Uh, uh, as the report indicates, there's been briefings provided to, uh, to you as the new Mayor and Councillors uh, during the induction program and in the uh, formation and settling of the current financial year's uh, budget, operational budget in particular. Uh, so there has been discussions uh, on the on the way in which the structure is working and uh, we know that it's an area of interest uh, to the councillors. So we just thought it prudent to bring it before you to make clear the power that you have under the Local Government Act in relation to uh, ensuring that an appropriate organisational structure is in place to meet the service delivery obligations and uh, legislative obligations of council. So as the report indicates, the CEO and ELT continue to recommend the current department structure mm -hmm. of council in the four, five departments that we currently have. As you would have noted, there was previously seven uh, and a massive, uh, sorry, significant change program undertaken during 2019 and into the early part of 2020 to operationalise the five departments that were approved by Council last year. Mayor Harding also questioned why media and marketing functions are in separate Council departments. They're probably the only area that I I, um, I look at and sometimes I have difficulty getting my head around is um, there are areas of... Um, um, I guess community engagement, media, comms, community development and marketing services over two different branches. Um, the teams themselves are fantastic, um, but you, we've got, I've never been in an organisation where marketing has been in a different place to media and comms. Mm -hmm. And we have community engagement in one branch and community development in another. So that's probably for me, I'll, I'll say that, look, I'll be voting to support this recommendation, but I guess for me there's a, how does that work? I'm very, I've been sort of keeping an eye on how that works in a practical sense. Um, and if that works well, I think we continue it, but it's just, just highlighting that the teams there are doing great work. It's a recurring theme that large organisations, such as councils, struggle to understand the difference between media, marketing and community engagement roles. They are distinctly different functions and require highly specialised and different skills to execute with a high degree of success. 
CEO David Farmer commented on the current structure. Um, look, it's an interesting situation. There's there's good arguments either way. Yeah, there's agreed. there's about in local <laughs> government. There's about five or six interesting um, questions you ask. Where should um, development engineering be in this organisation? It lies with the planners. Um, in many organisations, it lies with the engineers. So it would be in infrastructure rather than that. Um, so that's just one example um, of a of a conundrum or or a, or a an issue like that. This one here is because we have five areas and uh, comms and engagement are in the I guess the executive coordination performance is also sort of the executive support area. So it's tied to to the executive and council support area. Um, the reason why marketing services is there is it also sits within the marketing promotion branch which has things like events, um, tourism yeah. promotion, etc. So th there's th the position, your position is a completely valid one um, after a lot of gnashing mm. and wailing uh, you know, about which way it should go, that was where we landed. Uh, equally, a movement in the other way uh, would be logical but um, would present some, mm. some disbenefits just as this has some some um, disbenefits. In the end, structures are only uh, uh, drawings on a piece of paper. It's relationships and processes across the organisation. And if people can work effectively across yeah. the organisation, uh, then you don't have issues. If people don't work effectively, then you have issues. Yeah. And there's, while we all have what we would call you know, silos, for want of a better term, it's how we work. Many of our delivery structures require um, numbers of parts of the organisation to work together. Um, particularly anything new or developmental will require um, members of three or four de departments of the organisation um, to work together. Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle requested a report be presented at a future committee meeting on staff culture and associated issues such as whistleblower protection. At the October meeting of the Growth, Infrastructure and Waste Committee, the Mayor flagged a gravel roads policy to help guide the next budget. And I guess I've got to say, letting people know that um, we have a workshop planned. I think so now it's been moved to the 29th or the 27th of October um, for a rural roads policy uh, workshop for, for councils in the lead up to um, our budget build. So I think we'll be looking forward to, to doing that. If you like a list, you'll love this lot. Extensive project lists covering public transport improvements, including bus stops, cycle safety, IGO active transport, sealing of gravel roads, drainage improvements, and conservation estate projects were presented to councillors. Councillor Andrew Fechner quizzed council's manager of infrastructure strategy, Tony Dilio. Uh, probably just an overarching question with regards to all of the items uh, pertaining to methodology coming to us today. Uh, I acknowledge that the lists provided um, are not 100% up to date, but uh, after having a discussion with you earlier this week, I understand that the department is making headway um, to finalise these lists um, and have them to us. Will those lists potentially, uh, based on the prioritisations within the sub-programs, be available for the public to look at? Is that some? Is that information that will eventually be 
publicly available. Uh, certainly, Councillor. My, my understanding is these committee reports are available to the public. So the listing as provided as attachment three in, in this report, as, as similar listings in all of the reports that are submitted today, I expect would be available to the public should they wish to see them. Certainly, the lists are, are constantly um, uh, being reviewed. So as new requests come in for uh, projects to be considered, they are considered, assessed and prioritised and then um, all of those priorities come and are used to develop the Capital Works portfolio right up until when the budget is adopted. So um, if there is a, a project that a councillor or a constituent wishes to raise, they will be assessed and prioritised and we can certainly provide um, where that uh, project is within the priority list. There will be more lists coming to councillors next month. Council Officer Tony Dilio. Through the Chair, we, we could, um, obviously there were some priority listings uh, that came to committee uh, last month. Uh, there is six, on the, six or seven on the agenda today. There will be some next committee and some in the December committee. Um, at that point, I expect all the priority project listings to be complete. And so we could provide, at that point, the full priority lists to all councillors for their information in a form that's easily understood and read. CEO David Farmer went on to clarify how council ultimately decides which projects are prioritised. Ultimately, uh, while staff will put a, a proposed list to council, council will then apply its own filters over the top and determine the priority within within the, the lists that, that we identify. So some of those issues that you're raising um, can be applied and, and a bit more of a subjective analysis can be applied as we move forward in the budget process. Councillor Jacob Madsen cut through the jargon in the discussion with this clear point on how projects should be prioritised. Thank you. I would just concur with Andrew. Um, it's always important Councilor to remember... Fechner. Well, Councillor Fechner. Procedure is very important. Um, that we're, we're making decisions under scarcity here. So we can't build Ipswich in a day. We can't build it in a year. We've got a number of projects. There has to be a methodology to say where the need is greater. And often in a political environment such as we, op we operate in, there's loud chatter back and forth by groups, but they, that may not actually represent the greater populations out there. So a rigorous methodology like this is really important to ensure that projects happen in a productive sequence as opposed to whoever's just yelling the most. Deputy Mayor Marnie Doyle explained that some decisions previously may not have been in line with advice from officers and that advice was changed owing to undue influence from councillors in previous councils. I concur with Councillor Madsen's comments. Councillor Fechner and I have recently been um, presented with an example of where I guess um, an individual, a political individual may have had a louder voice um, and you know influenced council officers um, on a particular road and you know some years on we are now seeing the consequences, the negative consequences of that um, because the technical methodology and priorities weren't adhered to. This month's remaining council committees meet Thursday, October 15 from 9am.
That's governance and transparency, community, culture, arts and sport, economic and industry development, environment and sustainability, and the Ipswich Central Redevelopment Committee. Agendas and officers' reports are available on Council's website, and all meetings are live-streamed through Council's YouTube channel. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener-supported. If you like what you hear, please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the Donate button at the bottom of the page. You can subscribe for free and share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.